Hello and welcome to When Passion Meets Profit. This is a podcast dedicated to real life stories told by ordinary people. And you know what they did? They discovered their passion and then they learned they could make a very good living, a great living actually, using the talents and skills that they came into this world with. I'm Patricia Noldrain. I'm your host for this podcast. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to When Passion Meets Profit. This is the podcast that gives you permission to make a great income doing exactly what you love to be doing. I'm your host, Patricia Noel Drain, for this episode, and it's titled, What is a Healer? And I'm so excited for you to meet this wonderful healer called Pat Longo. And she has been a longtime healer because that's her gift that she was given coming into this world. I can't wait to share her with you. Welcome, Pat, to the call. Well, thank you, for Patricia, for having me on. I'm very yes. excited. Well, it, you know, it, it is exciting because when you start sharing your gift with people that are listening out there, you don't even know the lives that you're changing. I mean, certainly when I bought your book and got the recording of your book, it was just profound. It was just eye-opening. And so I'm just so happy to have you on. So let's get started with your story about how and when did you become a healer? Okay. I'm anxious to hear. Well, I was pushing 40, somewhere around there, and I found myself in a metaphysical class. And it was just about paranormal things, things that you didn't understand or couldn't be explained. And I was led there because my mother was diagnosed with inoperable breast cancer and bone cancer. And she had metastasized before she ever saw a doctor and was not a candidate for surgery. And so I took her to a healer that I heard about from a psychic. And the psychic said, you know, what do you have to lose? And I said, absolutely nothing. Her diagnosis was terrible. So I brought her to a healer, and the woman was just absolutely amazing. I wasn't present. I did not see what happened. I was watching Oprah. She put me in front of a television and went upstairs with my mom. And I just asked my mom, do you trust me? And she said, yes. Yeah. So here we went. And my mother went into remission for 15 years. Oh, my gosh. She was 84 when she passed. And she went to the oncologist like everybody else every month. And then she did her scans whenever she was supposed to. And everything just froze. Everything just stopped in its place. And she wasn't a chemo candidate, uh, not hardcore, because her blood counts would drop very rapidly. So this showed me something. I, my, my thoughts opened up like, what is this? Why is this? How did this happen? And my mother told me as years went by that she believed that she got the cancer so that I could do this. Because oh, my goodness. search began and I found myself in that class and one week it would be tarot cards, the next week it would be angels, and then maybe it would be, oh goodness, UFOs, anything that was unexplainable. And we learned meditation. That's where I learned meditation. And by week number three, my hands were on fire. And I didn't know why. I had no idea it had to do with this class. And I remember coming home and I said this in the book, and I said to my husband, my hands are on fire. They feel like hot pokers. Uh, is this menopause? <laughs> I said, I thought menopause was hot flashes, not mm -hmm. hot hands. And the following week, my teacher had me turn to a woman in the class who happened to be 
very uncomfortable from soft tissue damage from a car accident years prior. And she asked me to put my hand on her leg. And I really did think my teacher was nuts. Uh, I looked at her like she had two heads. And she said, no, oh, just put your hand on her thigh. So I did. And honestly, I didn't have a clue because I wasn't doing anything. Uh, so this is a real important part to understand that it doesn't come from me. It comes through me. Mm-hmm. I had no clue what I was doing. I just put my hand there, and in two minutes, the woman's pain was gone. And that turned my world around from that moment. Oh, I bet. Well, I, you know, I heard that one time before with another friend, and she had really warm hands, hot hands, actually. They mm-hmm. hurt her. Did yep. yours? Very yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And she said that was one of the signs that they told her was of a healer. Is that is that a true statement? Yes. When oh, someone wow. hugs me at the end of a session, I always close out with a hug. When someone hugs me, I immediately know if they're a healer because their hands burn right on my back. Oh. I can still feel their hands several minutes after. And sometimes I might be shaking someone's hand that I'm meeting for the first time when I'm out, and I will stop, and I will tell them immediately, you have healer hands. Oh, because if they're always hot. And, you know, some people are healers that have cold hands, so they feel that they do. But once they're in action, they heat up. Oh, for heaven's sake. Well, I'm going to pay attention to that with people's hands. Yep. Now, I know you must have uh, hundreds of stories about healing and and the effects that you've had over people's lives. But is there one in particular you could share with us today? Oh, good gravy. There are so many. Mm -hmm. And... I do go back to one, and it's just funny. This morning I was in the garage looking for some papers for my brother, and I came across a healer story that somebody wrote about me many, many years ago. A young man in college was writing a paper, and he put it out. The story that I'm going to tell you now was reflected there, and it was a lot more information because he spoke to the mother of this little girl named Angelina. She was a hair over a year when she came to me, and she had something called ringed 20-second chromosome disorder. Now, I didn't have a clue what that was. And the internet had really just begun, and we had gotten a computer, and I went upstairs and I tried to look it up, because I like to know about the disease that I'm dealing with, if it's something unusual. I found it, but it had so many variables, because it's a chromosome in your body Again, this sounds a little crazy, but it's supposed to have two lines next to it. And in this case, it had a ring around it. So Mm. it throws all your organs off. And every client or every patient that has it has a different problem. So this old girl came in and she had, uh, she was already missing a kidney. And she presented as if she had cerebral palsy. Her muscle tone, there was no muscle tone. She couldn't stand her chin, her mouth hung open, her eyelids were heavy. And, uh, you know, I can't talk to her, obviously, because she's a little baby. I heard the parents' story, and I told the mom, hold your little girl, because she was always in pain, and I'll just kneel on the floor, and I'll do what I do. That's all. I I didn't have any other choice. So she held her, and the little girl's head was under her mom's hair, and I just caressed her from the top of her head to the tailbone. And I just kept doing it. And I always ask 
for the highest light to come in. I asked for God. I, you know, I have a whole bunch of people that I call in and I began to do this. And in 10 minutes, she began to jump up and down on her mother's lap and throw her head back and laugh. Now, I didn't mention that she had trouble swallowing. She couldn't have bowel movements. She had a physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy. She had people every day because she was born this way. And all of a sudden, her arm muscles and her leg muscles, her throat and her bowels, everything clicked. Everything worked after she left my house. All those things, not everything, but all those things that I just mentioned. Now, they cried. Both the parents were crying. They said she can't support her weight for more than 10 seconds. So, listen, I watch miracles every day. And I'm telling you, they come through me. They don't come from Mm -hmm. me. And I know that for a fact. So... A couple of months later, they called me and they asked if they could come back. She never called me after she left. So I didn't know about all the things I just told you. And two months later, she, they were on their way back to the hospital because she had to get pre-surgical testing. So they're going to be in my area. And they asked if they could bring her back in. And of course, they explained to me that all these wonderful things happened. But she was asleep when she came in. And so I said, just lay her on the couch. I'll do what I do, and I'll sit down, and we'll just talk till she wakes up. So I did it again, and we chatted. And then all of a sudden, she woke up, and her mom said, you know, do you mind if I change your diaper? I said, no problem. Go ahead. She changed her diaper. And I talked to the dad while she did that. And then she's about to pick her up under her armpits. And I said, don't pick her up. Put your fingers, put your thumbs in her hands like a baby will pull themselves up. I said, give her a chance, see if she can pull herself up. And surprise, surprise, her back, her spine completely straightened. Now, if you put her in the corner of my couch, she would have just fallen over because Mm. she had no spinal strength. And now now the spine's there, the neck, everything. Listen, I wish I I could record these things because they're just Mm. absolutely Mm. amazing. So they go away. Everything's wonderful. I don't hear from them two months later. I get another call. Could you come and work on my son because he has night terrors? So I can't bring him to you because he's in kindergarten. So I went, it was a bit of a drive, and I went to see them. And there was Angelina sitting on the floor, playing with toys, happy as a lark. She got up and she cruised the furniture to come over to me. And she stood between my legs and I said, look, she's here, I'm here, let's do it again. Why not? And I did some work energy work. It's only a few minutes. And sometimes it's only seconds. And I didn't hear anything. I worked on the sun. And the mother calls me again. And she wants me to come and work on her father-in-law and mother-in-law for two completely different situations. But she tells me on the phone that after I left that day, when she changed Angelina to go to bed, she said all her circulation had been restored. Now, I never saw her. When she got changed in my house, I wasn't watching, but she obviously had very mottled skin. It was purple and pink and blue, and it was all gone. And that's the last I heard from her. They moved away. I believe they moved to Florida when she was about five years old, and I know nothing more. Wow. And when I read the article today, I saw their name again. I couldn't remember the name. I saw the name, and I'm actually thinking I'm going to try to reach out, because this is 20 years ago. Oh, my gosh. So I'm very curious. uh, Yes, I would be, too. What a memory. Now, Pat, and you you really remember in specifics also in detail, uh, 
But I, as you were telling that, I just thought, is it a burden to have this gift that you have? Sometimes, maybe I could say a little bit, because some of the cases are so overwhelming. Yes. I'm working with two adorable little cancer patients right now. I think they're both based in Chicago. And my little Herbie, he's five, and he has a certain kind of special cancer. I don't know all the names of them. There's too many. It's brain, and, and uh, he had a brain tumor, uh, which was removed, and it's bone cancer that goes with it. So he's doing fabulous. He is just doing wonderful. And I got a message yesterday from a little one from the parents of Gianna who just had a prosthetic knee put in. She has, she's in a cancer hospital. And we, I've been working with her. Before, I worked with a lot of them before they have MRIs or CAT scans. I try to shrink things down. And, and this was getting her ready for surgery. So I was working with her to keep her numbers where they needed to be so that she could get the surgery. So happily, it went really well and she's doing great. So, you know, the rewards outweigh the burdens. Oh, that's good. So that's how I have to look at it because I just amazing people. And I don't know what's going to happen. I no. never truly know when I put my hands over somebody's head what is actually going to happen. I don't yeah. know because there are extremes that I could explain to you. I've had people pass out, literally, you know, uh, go down. And I have to be very careful now not to touch people when they're standing because it's happened, oh, I'll say 10 times over the years. And they're all fine. You know, mm -hmm. they pass out and they start to sweat profusely. Like I have to mop them with a paper towel. That's how. Oh it's my gosh! Uh, and I, it's you know, I can, the only way I can look at it, the way that I describe it, is that it's somehow the power of the Holy Spirit that comes mm -hmm. through me. That's the only thing that makes any sense mm -hmm. in the explanation to create someone to just absolutely pass out the minute I put my hand on them. I'm really enjoying this episode. But you know what? I wanted to take a moment to talk to you, especially to you if you're ready to take this one precious life that we've all been given, but you're ready to take it seriously. If that's you, then pay attention. You know, I'm, I owned an executive recruiting firm in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh my gosh, for years. And I interviewed hundreds, maybe even thousands of people during that time. And I was asked the same two questions over and over. One, what should I be when I grow up, Patricia? And then they just look at me and say, I know I, I'm older now, but I'm so nervous now. It was so sad to me. And then the next question, Patricia, I need to find a niche. I need to specialize. Do you think you could help me? And the answer is, yes, I can help. Because it's very sad to me that our school system can never help us with this very important piece of our life. That's called our career. They have to do other things. But I knew that I could help, so I started doing workshops and books and counseling. And guess what? I discovered that people didn't want to do it the way I thought it should be done. Here's what they wanted. They wanted four things as I started working with them. They wanted to do it on their own terms, on their own time, when they wanted to do it. I call that SPL, where you learn it at your own pace self-paced learning. Number two, they really wanted a community of like-minded people, people that have been where they are, challenged with what they have, and then also got a result. Well, guess what? I started a Facebook group, and it's free, called When Passion Meets Profit. Number three, they were ready to invest, but you know what? They said, nope, only to a certain point. I will not invest in myself 
if it's not affordable. Okay, check. Number four, they wanted to see a difference. At the end of a program, they wanted to see a difference, a result. Check. Guess what? I met all four of those requirements. I created a program called Your Gift is Your Niche. It's downloadable so you can do it at your own pace. So go to Your Gift is Your Niche, N-I-C-H-E dot com. And I want you to read about that and see if it resonates with you. And, and really move fast on this because this is your life. Remember this one precious life that you're given. And I, for just a short time, I decided maybe, and maybe I'll continue it forever. I really see that it's helpful. I want to create office hours. Once a week, I want to come on live with each one of you. You can ask as many questions as you want. You can literally come on and say, this worked for me. Who knows what you'll say? We all need the tools and techniques. We need to be asked the right questions. And that's what this course is about. So if you're really ready to start maybe a full-time business of your own, I don't know. Maybe you're ready to start a side business alongside your career, but you do know that you're ready to find your passion and you're ready to make a profit with it. Then your gift is your niche is your answer. Let's get back to the podcast. Oh my gosh. I'll tell you, that is just an incredible gift that you have. And so I can't imagine because I've interviewed so many other metaphysical people in your circle. And it was very challenging for each of them to really set this up and start charging for their gift. Was that challenging for you, Pat? Yes. In the beginning, my first thoughts were, well, how do you charge for a gift? Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, I read a book, a book fell into my hands. The first book that fell into my hand after I walked out of that class that day with hot hands and, and with what happened with that woman. And it was called Healing Hands. And it's still in print. I loaned it to someone years ago and somebody found, found out the name of it and sent, sent it back to me. And it explained actually going all the way back in time about exchange, barter, and how it's almost like a necessity for people to, I know this sounds crazy, but people don't always appreciate or value something that doesn't have mm -hmm. an amount attached to it. That's right. And so this is the way I describe it to people. I quit a job to do this. Just when my kids, my first child was about to start college and money was important. I had five children and they all in succession were going to start colleges. And I quit my job to go out and do this because it was more powerful than sitting behind a computer. And I asked God to compensate me for what I was taking away from my family. And that's how it started. So the way I explain it when somebody asks me this question is that if your car had a problem and you take it to get repaired, you are paying by the hour for the person that's fixing the car, you are paying for the parts, and you are paying for the experience that that person has to fix the car you cannot fix. This is a service. Mm -hmm. And what it takes away from me is time away from my family. The spirit uses my energy, my energy to work. It takes from my energy when I do this with people. You wouldn't believe how hot my body becomes. And sometimes I feel like my chair is going to go on fire because there's so much heat in my body. So it affects me as well as my time and now experience. So that's the best way I could describe it to anybody that worries about 
charging because you do not charge for the gift. Mm -hmm. You charge for your experience and the service you provide and the time it takes away from your life. Yeah, that's a beautiful explanation because I can't tell you how many people I deal with that say, what do you mean I have to charge for this? What do you mean I, I should make an income? And it's just amazing to me. So when did you really decide this was a business for you? This Was it at that moment when you knew you had five children? Did it become a big business to you then? Well, it was about, it was again, it was about compensating what I was taking away from the earnings in my family. And yeah. it started very slow. It started, uh, I, well, I want to say maybe I charged $40, you know, and I haven't in 30, it's almost 30 years. I haven't gone up that much. <laughs> I just went up from 2014. I just went up $50. And, uh, you know, I'm very slow to raise it. I want to cap it and keep it at a certain thing. Please understand also, and this is advice I would give to everyone, you must always give back. Mm -hmm. I do people for free all week long. Mm -hmm. I have days off, like today, and this is a day that I will see people that can't afford me. And this is a day that I will make calls to people. I, we pick a different person every month that will write and say, well, I really can't afford that. So we'll say, okay, well, we'll work it out. But it'll always be on my time off. Mm -hmm. I don't take away from my earning days because That's good. it pays my rent and everything else that I paid for. But you have to give back. It's important. A lot of my students, the mediums that I've trained, they do fundraisers all the time. You know, I set them up. People call me, get in touch with me, and they do fundraisers. They go and, and, you know, they might get a meal out of it, but they all do it because that's the way I train them. Mm -hmm. It's important to give back. Well, and it's important to know when and how and what, because that's a really fine line. I talked with a girl just a couple of days ago, and she's not a healer, but she is a shaman. Mm -hmm. And she said, uh, it's very hard for me to charge, and I don't like it when you tell me that I should charge. I said, well, then you mustn't need money. And she said, well, of course I need money. I said, no, you don't need money if you're saying this is something that God gave you and, and you, ha you can't charge for it because there really isn't a lot of value there. And she said, well, I, I feel the value. This is more. So I, I find that to be more of a hobby than a business for her. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, well, you have to you have to take it seriously, and again, it it is it's about what you give and what's taken away from you. Mm -hmm. uh, listen, if I were a multimillionaire, or uh, you know, I didn't have to worry about taking care of kids, grandkids, uh, a house, and so on and so forth, it would be very easy to go out and not charge anybody. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. But that's not the case in most people's lives. No, that's absolutely a fact. So it's my husband passed away 10 years ago. So oh, I've yeah. been in charge of everything since then, and I have to carry my own weight. So therefore, you know, when, I, when he was alive, he took care of that. So it was easier for me in the beginning to maybe not have clients every day or as many. But demand got so big, I had to hire people. Okay. I couldn't mm -hmm. handle all the emails. That's right. Yeah. You know, I get a hundred easy emails a day. Yeah. Uh, and I have people, you know, I had two assistants for a long time and uh, two of my sisters. And then I, one of them became a very strong medium and I, I fired her. 
Because <laughs> it was time for her to branch out. It's time for you to build your own business. You yeah. don't need to sit behind a computer and answer my emails. You need to build your own business. And she's been doing it now for 10 years. And she's oh, for heaven's sake. It's every day. That's what she does. That's how she survives. That's wonderful. Uh, now, Pat, I love your book. And so tell everybody how they can get a copy of the book. Now, you also did the audio, which I have. And I love the audio because your, your voice is fabulous. Thank so you. tell them how they can get that book and the name of it. Well, the name of the book is The Gifts Beneath Your Anxiety. I'm not sure I'll get the bottom piece, but it's, I think it's simple spiritual tools that will uh, awaken the, the power within, heal your life, something like that. We had so many titles <laughs> that I went uh, yeah. Subtitles, I should say. And you can get it on Amazon. You could get it uh, on Books a Million, I think. There's Target. On my website, it's on about 10 different places. Even I thought it was in Walmart as well. And what is your website? My website is patlongo.net. Okay, and that's P-A-T-L-O-N-G-O dot net, not dot com dot net. No, it's dot net. Yeah, and Pat, one of the things that I personally loved about that audio is that you read it yourself. And you said to me before we recorded today that you didn't want anybody else to record that. Why? Well, I just felt that there was a rhythm to it. And there were certain inflections that had to be spoken properly. And a stranger coming in to read it is just going to read it flat. It needed the emphasis behind it. And the meditations are, you know, it's very special. When I do a meditation, my voice changes and the tempo drops and there's a rhythm that goes with mm -hmm. it. And mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine somebody else reading it. So I, you know, I did it. I had just slept into the city, into New York a few days to, uh, to get it done. But, uh, it was fun, actually. I would do it. That's again. wonderful. I would do it for somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you do, enjoyed you, it. You are that voiceover for sure. Now, Pat, one thing I wanted to make sure of before we go on is, do I have to be in person to heal somebody or could, can you do it via Zoom or phone or? Oh, I work in 45 countries. Oh. And I am on Zoom every day. So uh, when the, when the pandemic, I was on Skype before that. Before that, I was on the telephone. You know, mm -hmm. 25 years ago, uh, you know, somebody would call me from Australia. And I didn't have to know them. I used to think mm -hmm. that I had to see them. And then I said, well, no, I don't have to see them. And maybe if I can't get them on the phone because of the hours of somebody in Japan or Australia, then I could write their name down on a piece of paper. I would just put my hands over the paper and close my eyes. And then I said, no, I don't really need the paper. All I need is the thought. And when I sit on Zoom, Working on a client, I just close my eyes, and as far as I'm concerned, they're sitting right in the chair in front of me, and I go from there. They, they feel the same things that anybody feels sitting in front of me. However, some people feel they have to fly here, yeah, I bet. Uh, which I try to talk them out of, but many people have come. I had someone come from Kenya once. Oh, and, wow. Uh, Alaska. They come from all over, and you know, I don't argue the point. I try to talk them out of it, but... If they feel they need to and they want to and they can afford to pay to fly here, then okay. Yeah, yeah. And I would think a lot of people think like that because I know I did too. I used to think I had to look somebody in the eyes before I could help them. I knew a psychologist and he said, I cannot work via phone. I have to see their body language. And I thought, what a shame because you're just 
you could heal so many other people and help so many other people in the world, you know? Well, so I, I feel energy. So when I speak to somebody, I feel their energy. So it doesn't matter whether I see them. I mean, I could feel them on television. If I'm looking at somebody on television, or sure. I, I can feel the energy. So the energy tells me a lot about a person. That's my strong suit. I feel. And, That's wonderful. Uh, so, you know, I know right away, sometimes somebody walks in my room and I know they're a healer before they open their mouth and they don't know it. They think <laughs> I'm crazy, just like I thought I was crazy. And I tell them, there are you. You have mediumship abilities. Oh, you have healer abilities. And like, what are you talking about? I've been sick for 16 years. <laughs> I said, I know, but I know what I know. And I, yeah. I can't say anything different. And next thing you know, they're a healer or they're a medium. So if somebody wants a session with you, would they just go to patlongo.net? Yeah, they can send an email through there. Or okay. they can just email patlongo1111 at Gmail. You know, my sister Eileen, who's sick today with COVID, unfortunately, it's her birthday. She's very sick in bed. And uh, she usually does all my emails. And I see them as well. But she answers everything. The burden's on her to, to make the, the appointments and confirmations and things like that. So. She, and I, I will repeat that uh, email at the end, but I wanted to tell you the eight golden nuggets I just got out of our call today through okay. your voice. <laughs> and the first thing I heard was your gifts sometimes are not discovered until later in life. I was really surprised to hear that at age 40 is when mm -hmm. it happened for you. And I want people to hear that, Pat, because I think so many people think it's over at 40 <laughs> and oh, 50, no. you know? Oh, no, not at all. I actually had a woman in her 80s call me and tell me that her whole life she's had anxiety and she's heard things and felt things and she wants to help people. So, you know, I, I laughed a little and thought, well, maybe in the nursing home, but, <laughs> That's okay. but I taught her and, yeah. and she still calls, you know, it's never too late. It's never too late yeah. to send That's healing to the world, to totally the children, agree. to the sick, to the, you know, to the animals, to the planet. I mean, anybody. If you have the compassion to help heal another human being and the intention, all you have to do is ask for it. It may yeah. not be as strong as the next person, and I'll tell you my thoughts on that. I believe that we have lived many, many, many lives, and our education is actually given in other lifetimes. And each time we come back to Earth School, we actually enhance our gifts. So it kind of depends on how many lifetimes you've lived and what you've done in those lifetimes to grow your soul. And that's what I've come up with. And that's a very good message. Well, here's golden nugget number two. And I heard this, but you didn't say it. This is what I heard, though, that meditation, or, sorry, meditation is one of the keys to success. A hundred percent. Okay, good. I thought it I heard that. It opens you up. It definitely opens you up, even five minutes, three times a week will help to open up those gifts. And number three, you never know how and who you affect with your gift. Just like those people that you were talking about, you haven't even seen them for 20 years. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, she could be totally normal today just because of you meeting oh. you, you know? And it would, listen, I knew that those, that those parents were so relieved, even for any little bit, any little change that that young lady received was a gift to them. Yes. You know, to, to have as much as that happened, they were overjoyed. They would have, it didn't matter to them. So, yeah. Number four, 
It's our responsibility to share our gifts. And I, I hear every day from people, well, I don't know. I feel like an imposter. I feel like I don't know enough yet. And it's really your responsibility, your job <laughs> to share your gifts. And number five, it's okay to make an income with those gifts. And I, I'm really glad you, you said that today, Pat, because I just know so many metaphysical people that are doing the job and the work that you're doing and reaching the amount of people that you're reaching because they're so afraid. I need know? help out there. You know, I'm only one person and yes. I'm inundated, inundated. And, uh, you know, and I'm only touching a little portion of the work. You know, I wrote that book so it would get to more people. You know, I wanted a bigger megaphone. I still want a bigger megaphone. So yes, that's why I, I do the podcasts and the interviews and anything that comes my way because everybody's got a different audience. Yes, I just love that about you. Number six, the way you get value is to charge for your worth. And I love that because I do feel the same as you. I, I think sometimes when we give things away for free, people don't value it. They do not. Not yeah. all, but many people yes. do not. And there are some lovely, lovely people that are just so grateful being able to do something for them without charging and helping them. And, uh, you know, I always want to help. Like, I don't charge these little babies. I don't charge them. Mm -hmm. I could never do that. You yeah. know. Well, you're wonderful for that. And number seven, sometimes you have to do it yourself. And I'm saying that because of Pat reading her own book. Uh, she knew it had to have a rhythm, a flow. And so she had to do it herself. There again, I can't tell you how many authors will not do that because they're afraid with their voice. They don't like hearing their voice. So I really applaud you for that. And then number eight, you can serve the world today because of technology. And even before, Pat, when you were serving the world, all different countries, it's because you were, you picked up the phone and you were helping somebody in Australia. Mm -hmm. You know, you were helping people in Ireland because you knew that you had the gift to do that. So I'm so happy that you don't have to have people traveling to meet you, look you in the eyes, mm -hmm. have you put your hands on them. Wow. I just love that. It's amazing. And to know, you know, that I speak to people in Taiwan and, and yes. Australia and Japan and Ireland, I, I, Italy, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And everybody has gifts everyone's intuitive there's no one on this planet that's not they just I agree don't how to, they don't know how to open it they don't know how to hear it or understand it and uh so it, i get that opportunity to train and teach and i help them believe it or not set up businesses when i feel that they're ready and uh, they'll have to the readers will have to read me for an hour and i will critique it it'll be a free read they'll call me on a monday night and i will go over it with them and say well okay you can charge this at this point in time, uh, or you need more practice. You have to go back out and you have to practice more because you're not ready. If you can't deliver enough information in an hour's time that's solid, then you need more practice. So I'm very honest with them. And I tell them, I train, I have a psychic fair coming up in September and people come and they try out for it every time I have one. And sometimes out of 15, six will go through. But they can come back, and they do. They come back, mm -hmm. try, and go out and practice. I never put anybody down. I know they're all works in progress, and when the timing is right, it'll all click. So I have got like three businesses at this point. That's wonderful. Yeah. Where are you located, Pat? I'm on Long Island in New York. Oh, okay, okay. And, uh, and 
one of the things I want people that are listening to know, if this is really resonating with you, if you think I've always known I was a healer or some kind of a, a medium or something, uh, please get in touch with Pat Longo, L-O-N-G-O 1111 at gmail.com because she's a gift to the whole universe. And I can't thank you enough, Pat, for being on today I, and having our listeners here a real life healer. Oh, this was a pleasure for me. And, uh, you, you know, I appreciate that you sought me out and waited for me with my busy, busy, crazy. Yes, she's woman. a busy woman. <laughs> and I love that. She's one of those, I'm going to make a difference in this world woman. Well, Thank you, Pat. I, you are so welcome. I am, uh, you know, I look forward to talking to you again sometime. And until we meet everybody, it's Patricia Noel Drain. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for your time. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for rating and reviewing. It really helps us. And it helps us to know that you're there listening to it, that it's helpful to you. If you want more, you want to go beyond this podcast, guess what? We have a Facebook community just waiting for you to join. It's called When Passion Meets Profit. Until we meet again, it's Patricia Noel Drain.